We're back. Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest. I'm your host, Andy Kaysen. Got my coffee here full, ready to go. Stayed up almost midnight to watch a, a pretty bad, pretty bad football game last night. And maybe that is an understatement. I think that's the exact kind of football Tom Brady was talking about in his uh, in his press interview earlier this week. So I'll definitely want to do some quick analysis on that. Also have a lot of questions in the mailbag from you guys here. Got questions uh, from Gas. He wants my opinion on what we should be doing with the Denver Broncos players cards. Also have question from VA Beach Collectibles on a couple defensive players, some really high draft capital, young defensive players. So we're going to talk about some of those guys and look at their cards on eBay. Of course, everything is correlated with the football card market here on this channel. Brandon Guthrie wants my opinions on cracking slabs. Chris K uh, wants me to talk about uh, some deep sleepers, some sleep, some of my favorite sleepers in the league, and some sleepers I don't like that I'm that I'm uh, not into at all. And I'll talk about why that is and kind of where I draw the line, <laughs> uh, so to speak. So uh, Pizza is is just getting back in the hobby. He's got some questions about eBay. Uh, Kev has got a question about something on my wall back here we're going to talk about. And Thomas has another question about selling on eBay. Plus, we've got a very interesting situation that our guy 402 Collectibles ran into on eBay that I want to talk about mislabeled items. So a lot of fun stuff in the uh, the mailbag for the the stream this morning guys let's let's get you let's get you guys going here let's let's play the little bumper let's make sure everybody's awake after that snooze fest last night all right good morning billy good morning steve steve says is russell wilson cooked yeah i've been watching the uh the the memes the gifs on on twitter uh you know russell wilson in the broncos saying let's ride in in the broncos stadiums on fire and he's got the little chef's hat on and uh <laughs> nobody 402 collector derek said quick question can you please explain what exactly russ is supposed to be cooking when people say let russ cook because it sure as F isn't a W, <laughs> no. And uh, he triggered Richard Sherman last night. If you guys are watching the broadcast, Richard Sherman had some PTSD uh, from his time in Seattle with Russell Wilson when, uh, you know, one specific interception at the end of a Super Bowl cost him, cost him a, a Super Bowl ring. Um, so, yeah, man, there is not much to say about these quarterback the quarterback play from last night. Uh, Matt Ryan went 26 of 41 for 254 yards, two interceptions, throwing only 6.8 yards down the field on average. <laughs> he took six sacks, six sacks, recorded three turnover worthy plays, and could very well come out of uh, PFF's grading reviews with the worst single game grade of his career. But Russell Wilson was not that much better, if at all. He went 21 for 39, 274 yards, and two interceptions, one of which was at the end of the game, which was very costly when they could have just – they could have done anything. They could have ran the ball, which would have been, like, the easiest thing to do is it, it, just run the ball or Russell Wilson just 
dive on the ball and run the clock and kick a field goal, they would have won the game. Russell Wilson's average depth of throw was 10.9 yards. He was considerably higher than Matt Ryan's, but his performance was chock full of baffling decisions with the ball, and he finished with at least four turnover-worthy plays on the night. Under pressure, these two veterans combined for 10 completions from 20 attempts with two interceptions, four turnover-worthy plays, and 10 sacks mixed in. Whew. Whew, brutal. So let's um let's pull up the uh let's pull up the current trend on Russell Wilson's cards right now. The uh, the base tops down only five percent. Uh so not a massive change there, but the tops chrome PSA 10 down 20%, tops magic down 23%, 25%. I looked also at the DVOA rankings uh for the Denver Broncos in terms of how good they're doing compared to the league average. Their offense obviously is below league average. They're currently ranked 24th in DVOA. The defense, though, is is ranked 8th, so not bad. They're slightly below average. Overall, they're playing right around the middle of the pack for the league. Uh, you know, you're not. this is not a good look for them at all. It's a combination of bad coaching, bad quarterback play, the defense has got to be demoralized after that loss because they put up such a, a good fight. Now you have the Broncos who are two and three and the AFC West win. It's just going to make it increasingly more difficult for them to, to win games. And if you got the cards and you bought them before the season, of course you've got to hold on to them at this point. There's not, not really much else to do. Like same thing with Javante Williams. You could almost – uh, look at like I'd be more I'd be more keen on buying into guys like uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams because they're a lot younger, so they have a lot more time left in the league. And even Russell Wilson, I guess he's got a few years, but this current trajectory right now is is not good, uh, especially for this season. And let me look at their upcoming schedule here. See what they what they got coming up the next few weeks the chargers oh yeah great we get them again on monday night at least we get the chargers so we're getting a much better offense on the other side so i expect the chargers to put a pretty good beating on them there monday night in la then they get the jets uh october 23rd then they got the jags so i could see the jags beating them honestly i could probably see the jets beating them it'd probably come down to the end of the game the the Titans, November 13th. I can see the Titans beating them now. It's like the Raiders, November 20th. Well, the Raiders already beat them once. <laughs> so the Raiders can probably do it again, even though they're not great either. They're all, their defense is pretty bad, uh, really bad. The Panthers, I mean, that's just like nobody wants to watch the Broncos versus the Panthers right now. It sounds just like, a, a, like another really just painful game to watch, kind of like last night. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll move on. I mean, you're kind of in a holding pattern, right? If you sell now, you're going to be taking a twenty to thirty percent loss on what on uh, on what they were were at, and it's like one of those situations where you don't feel good about investing in Russell Wilson right now, especially not with the upcoming schedule and just how dysfunctional they played thus far. So I'm more in the in the mindset of investing in some of these skill position guys that have a very bright, you know, future ahead. Now the the interesting thing is though, you got to think, well, they're 
you know, Jerry Judy has got one more year on his rookie contract. So he's got, I guess, an easier path out of <laughs> off of that team than one of these other guys. And so you could see him go to someplace, um, someplace different with, I mean, it's, it's sad to say this, but uh, Russell Wilson definitely is looking washed. We definitely know Matt Ryan's a retread quarterback, and, and he's kind of on that tail end of his career, but it, it kind of seems that Russell Wilson is right behind him. Um, so they've got a lot of work to do to turn around their seasons, but so far, I mean, their their stock has, has really gone down a lot. You can see the same thing for, for Judy. I'd kind of like investing in Judy. You know, Javante Williams only in the second year of his rookie contract, so he's still got a couple years left locked in the team. Cortland Sutton just re-upped. Uh, Tim Patrick just re-upped. So Jerry Judy, I guess, would be uh, the best target on the team because he still has the first-round draft capital, the age. He is really explosive, so he's always got that going for him. And uh, he could get out of there next year if they can't afford to bring him back. They also have to pay a lot of their defensive pieces. They got a lot of good defensive players, though. Uh, so that's always promising. Look at the stock of Matt Ryan, how much it's down. The Topps Chrome, most popular card, down 22.71% on the PSA 10 to a trend of $75. That's that's pretty cheap, man, pretty cheap compared to what the the – Let's look at the Jalen Hurts prism. So massive print run difference between the uh, the age gap. But, but let's kind of look at a, a floundering old veteran versus a uh, up and coming uh, star this year on the Philadelphia Eagles. Get the one of the game of the week. I think a lot of the field this weekend is going to be on this Philadelphia Arizona Cardinals game. And of course, you know the Arizona Cardinals defense has not has not been good. So. If I were to just look at uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, DVOA rankings right now, their their total total DVOA is 29th, man. So they're playing almost as worst team in the league compared to league average, uh, only ahead of the Commanders, the Texans, and the Colts. So not not great there. The the defense is 29th, ranked 29th in DVOA. So. Very bad. So you expect the Eagles to really kind of run up the scoreboard here with how good their defense is playing. I expect the uh, the Cardinals to struggle, although Kyler Murray's really good. Marquise Brown has, has been good. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I imagine they can put up some points there. Kyler Murray kind of makes Cliff Kingsbury look good. Um, but this currently at 150, I still think has, has room to grow because I do the compare between the 2020 – QB Prism PSA 10 study here, and I look at where uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow have dipped from the beginning of the season due to their rocky starts, and look at that purple line of Jalen Hurts up to 150, two is simmered down uh, to right under 100, and I mean, I could easily see Jalen Hurts' line here, this purple line crossing with the green and the blue, uh, I mean, they could, should easily beat the the um, the Cardinals this weekend. But then you've also got, uh, you know, one of the easier schedules that that you know, going back to before the season, we we talked about in the the Cowboys. I mean, that's I mean, that's a prime divisional matchup right there. So next week they get the Cowboys at eight twenty. That'll be a great test. 
And but they they've got see they've got the mobility and the explosiveness on offense to mitigate the the Micah Parsons effect, you know, and they've got a multitude of weapons on offense to to exploit opposing defenses. Uh, so that'll be a really interesting matchup to watch and see if Dak Prescott gets back because you kind of have this QB uh, battle controversy boiling up in in Dallas with how well Cooper Rush has played just from a game management standpoint, just like, you know, making the throws when he needs to and uh, and and leading them to some wins here. So he's taking good care of the team and Dak's stead. And obviously Dak is going to be starting when he comes back. But uh, you know how Jerry Jones is, man. He's not going to be happy if Dak is not uh, playing at a high efficiency level and, and, and can't lead them some wins. And that's going to be a tough matchup there. Then they get the Steelers, like the, the Steelers go to Philly. I'm not concerned really too much for, for that matchup uh, for the Eagles. And then they get the Texans at home, then the Commanders, and then the Colts. So we're literally, I mean, we could be looking at the Eagles potentially, you know, being uh, 10 and 0. I mean, that's it, it's a very real possibility that the Eagles are 10 and 0 type of thing. And at, at which point you, you're seeing. Uh, a lot higher prices in Jalen Hurts' car. This this chart is going to continue climbing up. So there's always that. So I want to I want to see. Uh, let me pop back over here and see what you guys got. Hey, what's going on, Steve? Mark Spelt said fees for selling. Let me go back here and see. Coming in, Billy says coming in hot. But is it just me or is it bad form to get up and leave just as your team starts an overtime period? <laughs> no, that's definitely that's definitely uh, bad form, man. That shows the um, the lack of of confidence they have in that team. Nebraska has a basketball team. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know 402 has been through some hard times there. Uh, at University of Nebraska sporting events. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of questions raised about his size. Steve's uh, comment here is that Russ is an undersized QB who's getting up there in age. The efficiency is naturally going to decrease as he loves the ability to make more plays with his legs, in his opinion, or or roll out and get out of the pocket so he can actually see the defensive coverage like that. K.J. Hamler being wide open on that final overtime play uh, really upset K.J. Hamler there. And... Uh, yeah, Drew Brees wasn't. Drew Brees is not that tall. Drew Brees, it's 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 all about the scan progression, in my opinion. Go, going through those reads and being able to do that very fast, and uh, kind of pivoting off of not getting pigeonholed. Like that's the one thing that I see really hurt guys like Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Um, you know, is getting pigeonholed in their first read and not being able to go through all the reads really quick. Like Russ should have seen. Boom, Cortland Sutton covered by Stefan Gilmore, like cover tight, right? Pivot immediately, pivot to the other side of the field. Why are you locked in on this side of the field on this one guy? Immediately, boom, pivot, wide open, touchdown. You know, that's what good quarterbacks do and uh, or, or flush out, you know, and not didn't happen, man, didn't happen. So I'm, I'm seeing a lack of neurons firing for Russ, man, get like decision-making and then the typical – 
incredible accuracy with the deep ball was not sharp either. Like uh, he missed Jerry Judy by a little bit when he had him. He had him wide open, could have scored a touchdown there towards the end. So good morning, CH. Let's uh, let's move on to the next question here because it's I got some good questions in the mailbag. If you've got any questions, you want to drop them in the chat live. We talk all football cards here all day long. And so any questions regarding football, fantasy football, or football cards, drop it in the chat. And, of course, if you enjoy this style of content, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give us a little like. Share it with your friends if they're interested in football cards at all. All right. So I want to talk about this uh, this listing right here. I want to pose this question to you guys. So let me share my screen. And uh, let's see. Okay. I want to share my screen. So check, check out this listing right here. Shout out to our guy, 402 Collector, uh, in the chat over here because this was his purchase. He purchased this listing at listed. Look at the description here, guys. This is listed as a Levante David 2021 Select Signatures White Prism Auto 12 out of 50. The picture is a Select Auto Cole Comet numbered out of 35 so we have a big discrepancy here between the listing title and the listing photo now uh, 402 purchased the card and what he actually got was the card in the description and so now he's wondering what he should do how should he should approach the seller because he was actually hoping to get the cole commit uh, he really liked the the price point, obviously, at $4.25 on a autograph card numbered out of 35 Even if it is Cole Komet who couldn't block a he couldn't block a kid from from uh Blitz and Russ uh Blitz and Russell Justin Fields if he wanted to. And he's not getting any targets because Chicago doesn't throw the ball. Uh, the Cooper Cup has more receptions through four games than, than Justin Fields has completions. Believe it or not, that is a true stat. It sounds like something from Ripley's Believe It or Not, but that is a true stat. So what do you guys, I want to, I want to put, you know, I want to turn this to you guys. I'll give you guys my take, but I want to hear your guys' opinion in the comment. How should he approach the seller? Should he demand to to get the Cole Komet or should he have received the Levante David my tech my take on this here is uh yeah I mean <laughs> um I would I think obviously I just leave it open to communication it's kind of hard to uh, argue with the seller when I don't know what the right thing to do here is obviously you know there's a large portion of of the hobby because it is a very visual hobby that you're buying based off the pictures. So you should get what's in the picture. Uh, however, uh, technicalities say that you should get what's in the actual description or what the, the listing is titled as. I'm not sure what eBay's customer service would say about this. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> I kind of think that the guy should have to send you what's in the picture. Um, you know, because that is more that's what kind of stands out. I guess that's what grabs your attention. Uh, I think I think uh, 402 did uh, also purchase this as an experiment to see what would actually happen because it was so cheap. And he's also uh, obviously from, you know, University of Nebraska, a big Levante David fan. So, you know, there's always that. 
Let's see if there's more. Mark says, are there more just uh, details in the script? No, it just says, it just says Levante David 2021 select. So I'll pose that out there. Question. Let us know in the chat. Um, Cole, Cole or bus. Just ask for a return. Andrew Perry says, just ask for a return. <laughs> Andrew Perry says, Komet looks like he's running through mud when he catches the ball. Uh, Derek's got some choice words for the uh, for the seller. Um, it's like the guy who posts a photo of four times Forex cards, but is only selling one of them. Yeah, I know. It drives me crazy. The seller is not a new seller. I mean, not, I mean, fairly new to only 230 feedback stars, but that's, I mean, that's not new. That's not new. Yeah, that's enough probably to get top rated. I don't know if that's quite enough to get top rated, but um, Troy, what's good, man? Uh, doesn't hurt to ask if he, if he doesn't have just returned, I see this was an auction. Did he tell the seller he posted wrong photo? So, yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, definitely worth a, a return at the very at the very least. Or just uh, I'm curious. Let it, let us know 402 in the comments uh, what the uh, what the seller has to say about this. But um, I think you're definitely warranted to ask him. Send you the uh, the card in the picture here. Although very interesting. Um, that's it's odd. Uh, so this this goes back to I guess our earlier conversation about Jalen Hurts. We were just talking the price difference. Shout out to our guy Specs Offender who is in Australia. So he is a, a very active Quest member of the Patreon community and uh, and football in the football card hobby. Uh, you can see he purchased this Hertz back in July. He's wondering how long he should hold it. I'm looking at the condition here. I'm like, man, this is really good. I would get this graded with the current rates at PSA and see if you can get a ten on this because the population of Jalen Hurts of PSA ten graded cards for his prism are so much lower than Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Tua even um, that I think it presents a very interesting opportunity because the, the potential 10 here to really, you know, turn around. Now you're, you, now you're making quite a bit of money. Um, I would hold this as long as possible. We just talked about the Eagles potentially going 10 and no de uh, definite playoff appearance, unless they just succumb to just like some crazy, unforeseen injuries you know uh so let it yeah let it let this cook right here let this simmer let this continue to bubble up and uh yeah man specs specs is the man over in australia a uh, question here from billy i saw billy out there earlier awesome i see your comment here sunny decues about kaboom versus downtown definitely we'll touch on that here in a few minutes um the Josh Palmer, my guy Josh Palmer here on the Chargers. Keenan Allen's still out, so expect Josh Palmer to get uh, to get some more run, get some more looks and opportunities. Still very young. He's got a second-year elements platinum Josh Palmer rookie card with the peel-off protective cover sticker still on there. I'm going to pose this question to you guys. Do you guys peel off the protective cover or not? I'm going to say no because I look at it very much like a sealed wax, right? If I'm buying sealed wax, I don't want the box of cards with the wax peeled off of it or the, uh, the cellophane peeled off of it. I want that uh, that peel still on there. So I don't know why I kind of think about the card the same way, but I kind of like look at it like, yeah, I want it with everything that it came with. Like I want it as untouched as possible. 
And I even think that the protective cover uh, here on, maybe it takes a little, but I mean, it's not really blocking a whole lot from the aesthetics of the card. And if anything, it kind of shows me that this card has been untouched. It's been, it hasn't been messed with. So I like that. I, I like cards that haven't been messed with, obviously, any potential um, damage, fingerprints, surface imperfections, that kind of thing. So leave the protective cover on. I think you leave it on. Steve, what's good, man? Got your uh, got your question here. All right, so I wanted to pull up because we have a, a question here from. I'm starring up you guys some questions in the chat. I'll get to them here in just a few minutes. I wanted to talk about VA Beach Collectibles question uh, that he had the other night, and we got a. I do about one video a month on defensive players. Of course, right now, like number one on the defensive hype index list is Micah Parsons. You got the combination of youth, uh, just incredible explosiveness, the market size of the Dallas Cowboys, the power ranking, the the whole nine yards. Micah's got it going on, man. And uh, you can see that in Micah's prices. He goes for more than a lot of skill position players here, like select are uh, playing you know non-game worn patch numbered out of 99 for well over a hundred dollars there he, a lot of people even buying like his entry level just base cards um look at the select blue checker there selling for around fifty dollars a lot of really really uh high volume uh, high average resale value for micah parsons cards right now and and so VA Beach's collectibles question was about Trayvon Walker on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number one overall draft pick this in this past draft uh, from Georgia. And so what I want to do is pull up Trayvon Walker's cards real quick and kind of compare and see where they're at. We know we just got score released. Uh, we've we've got Donruss Elite. We've got the XRCs. Uh, we've got the Prestige. Uh, we've got the Chronicles. So we do have quite a few sets. We know Trayvon Walker as a number one overall draft pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense is playing good right now. Uh, they're playing well above average. If I look at their uh, – let's look at their current rankings right now. Yeah, man, they're they're doing great. Total DVOA. 20.2%. That's fourth. Uh, that's awesome. You know, compare that to the Bills at 42%, but still, man, they're they're playing really good right between the Buccaneers and the Ravens. So you like to see that. The defense sixth in DVOA. So very, very solid. If I look at Trayvon Walker's uh, stats here, he's had eight solo tackles. Only one sack, two QB pressures, one tackles for a loss, uh, two run stuffs. So not like anything, not anything crazy. Like only had one sack. He's getting some tackles. Uh, I think Josh Allen is probably, let's see, Josh Allen, the Josh Allen on defense here. Yeah, there we go. Josh Allen on defense. You know, he was the number seven overall draft pick from 2019. And he's got three sacks so far this year, which is 10th uh, amongst edge rushers. So he's also put up 11 QB pressures. So he's playing even better than Trayvon Walker. So I would 
definitely if if you're looking to invest in Trayvon Walker, also look to invest in Josh Allen uh, because he's still very young as well. He's only a 2019 rookie and Let's, let's just search for like autograph cards. Let's look for more of the higher end stuff and see what we find. And the Josh Allen on um, on Jacksonville's defense is playing even better than Trayvon Walker. But of course, you know, that that team effort that they're putting up is is very solid. So Trayvon Walker, you know, definitely has some hype, man, with the number one overall draft pick uh, from big college program. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars are obviously ascending right now, but so this is very favorable. I mean, $13 for a black pen pals autograph card is really good. When you compare this to other players, skill position players, quarterbacks, this is a $300 card for Kenny Pickett. The Bailey Zappi right now is going for about a hundred, 115. If we were to look at, uh, for example, like the, the, Brees Hall or uh, the Chris Olave, who's been getting a ton of air yards. Like one of these weekends, it could be this weekend. Expect Chris Olave to go boom big time uh, for the Saints, as you know, Michael Thomas struggled for struggling with injuries. So is Jarvis Landry. And you've got Jameis coming back, who just loves to be super aggressive. You look at that card at $70 price point. So yeah, man, you can see the demand is there. Look, these are all sold transactions October 5th. This is this week. If the Jags continue to play better, he continues to pick up the system, the speed of the NFL, kind of get his legs underneath them. I mean, these are nice cards to pick up for these price points. Anytime I talk about you know a guy with this type of draft capital, this young, on a team that is ascending, that is now the odds-on favorite to win the AFC South, uh, then – Getting like these turn of century cards are very popular, numbered out of 99 for $26. I mean, this that's a great buy. I mean, it, it's it's probably gonna have personal collection value to you. It's it's gonna have investment value. Uh, you can see all the sold transactions here in just the past week. So it's all about like looking at what these sold prices are at and then kind of stalking the auctions. That's where you're gonna find your best deal and and getting them for you know getting them for the discount. So uh, that's kind of, that's kind of where you're talking or where you, where you're, where you're targeting Trayvon Walker, but definitely viable. Uh, I would even look at Josh Allen, like I said, from 2019. So look at Josh Allen, let's see, 2019 Josh Allen auto. And uh, we'll probably get a bunch of Josh Allen, the quarterback stuff. Let's see if we can get, filter by team here all right jacksonville jaguars maybe that'll help us yeah 22 dollars rookie ticket auto it's not bad it's really rare stuff numbered out 23 of course these are available listings not sold items so it is important to come down here check out the sold items see what they're actually going for in auctions you can see how you can find your best deals uh in an auction here auction a slightly different variation. This this one with the helmet is actually the short print variation. So this one's more rare. This is a short print variation that has a print run of about 150. I'm sure this one has a print run of a, a few hundred to maybe uh, low thousands. Um, probably somewhere around there. Probably print run around a thousand. If I had to guess, you know, if you guys have a better guess, let me know. But I think that's kind of what I discern 
just from my experience. So look at the auction versus buy it now different. That's what I talk about the one touch effect too. And I've had the question, you know, do do I have I ever had any issues? No, I I sell every single one of my cards with this picture of the card in a one touch, then the picture of the card raw, and then the picture of the card uh, raw the back of the card. And I put in the description, the card does not ship with the one touch. It ships in whether it's a uh, whether it's a top loader in a plain white envelope with tracking or a uh, top loader with cardboard protection in a bubble mailer with tracking. I always put that in the description and I've never had one single complaint. I had one guy message me before buying and say, hey, does this card come with the one touch? And I said, no. Um, and he didn't have any issue with it. Uh, I don't remember if he ended up purchasing the card or not, but uh, didn't have any issue with it. So, so yeah, so understand, look, the demand is there for defensive players. It's not anything like what quarterbacks or, or even wide receivers or running backs, but it is there. Uh, and you could get this card at $6.50 in auction, turn around, list it in a one touch uh, with good Good pictures, just like this seller did here. Listen to buy it now, and someone will buy it down the road. This guy's good, man. This guy is really good, and the team is ascending. And uh, as they progress down the season here, they have an easier than average schedule. Um, they're playing better than expected, and they could continue to ascend. This weekend's a prime example. They get the Texans at home, man. How are Jacksonville Jaguars fans not excited to get the Texans at home? After, uh, you know, giving, giving the Eagles a run for their money early on last week in a very difficult road game after them beating the Chargers the week before. So you got to be excited if you're a Jags fan. You can see the demand is kind of there. All right, so let me uh, – oh, boy, we got we got the bots. Derek, Derek uh, brought the bots out. Mm. And I'm excited to host the Falcons this weekend. All right. Let's see what's sunny. My thoughts on Kaboom versus downtown. This is uh this is an interesting one. I personally like the Kaboom better. I think it's a cooler looking car. There's a lot of the downtown artwork that I'm not a fan of. That's if, if you go back, there was a, I don't know what the resolution ever ever came from this, but the 2020 downtown Justin Herbert artwork was stolen from uh, an artist that has been doing like uh, Chargers, LA type artwork for years. And it was clearly stolen. This guy had the artwork posted on his Instagram page for like a year before panini ever released that card and and then all of a sudden the card comes out and he's like uh that's that's my artwork that's like mr bolt or mr lightning or whatever artistic thing he drew i don't know what the resolution ever was to that but i think that the artwork sometimes on the downtowns are kind of weak and i like the kaboom a lot better i like that uh comic book um effect that they put on the card. Plus it's like, there's nothing else from absolute that really does anything for me. So I, I'm really like anything. I don't have any kabooms, but I would love to have one. And, and I'm not like, yeah, there's some downtowns that look cool, but it's not like I'm 
Jones in to get a uh, to get a downtown here. I mean, like any of the the veteran uh, kabooms too, they do really good. So here's a great example: Julio Jones, 2021 for 120. Uh, the George Kittle 2020 for 200. Just such cool looking cards, man. I love how the design pops. There's, you know, there's no um, like goofy artwork that you have to really contend with. And it's just kind of like this loud, like loud mouth, boom, kind of card. I love that, man. Love that. There's the uh, 2021 Rogers. That's a poster. Oh, yeah. So I had this question. Let me go back here. So I have this question uh, from, let's see. What was this from? Kev. Kev H. YouTube channel two days ago. It was asking me where I got this Marvel. So that's a Marvel's case hit from Donruss, 2020 Donruss. But it's a giant poster that I got for $6.99. Look up baller posters on eBay and you can get that for like six or seven bucks. And I put it on a show your slabs display, fit over it perfectly. And uh, yeah, it fits, it fits over there perfectly. I love it. That's cool, man. It's the closest I'll get to one of those Donruss Marvel's case hits Tom Brady's because they're really expensive and super rare. So quick uh, data analysis, price comparison. Uh, there's the, the Kaboom veteran so let's just go to ebay and type in downtown and see what's recently selling for downtown and i go over here just type in downtown football uh sold i just really want to see what the current demand is like what's selling kyler murray 2021 165 obviously a lot of a lot of uh fans of both of these now i do definitely like the laser optic one better i'm a fan of the laser design in the background i think it really makes uh stuff look cool it's like dude somebody paid <laughs> somebody paid like i don't know we we'll had to go to 130 point but somebody paid close to a hundred dollars for a ronald freaking jones a downtown card uh just you know Goofy artwork in the background, not as cool as the Kaboom. Ronald Jones, no interest there. Uh, but let's see what let's see what this offer was accepted. I, I I gotta look it up. My curiosity is peaked here, guys. I hope you're along for the ride with me, guys. Uh, whoops, <laughs> gotta be careful with the website URLs that you type in. Sometimes you never you never know, <laughs> never know. We don't want to get this video demonetized. We already got a fight with the bots. All right, I see a question out there, Bobby. I'm going to pull that up here in just a second. Let's see what we got here on the Ronald Jones. $80, still way too much. You can see one on September 5th, $61 in auction, July 31st, 61 So someone could have potentially made a little profit there off of uh, Optic Downtowns. That kind of goes to the, the whole point of, of just targeting scarcity, you know, first and foremost over caliber of player you, you never know what you could potentially get in terms of scarcity look at the the drew Brees downtown there for 125 and that was in an auction that just ended yesterday so obviously a lot of demand for both of these my personal opinion based on aesthetics 
and my own taste. I'm going with the Kaboom. And I think on average, it seems like the Kaboom, you know, you got some more of these uh, custom cards, you know, like clearly it's a custom, custom fabricated card reprint. They should have put that in the, uh, in the, the description there. 2021 legacy kaboom jamar chase custom another custom watch out for this you get a lot of custom cards the Gardner Minshew. now that's a that's a badass card why did someone buy the ronald jones when you could have got the Gardner Minshew for the same price that's a badass card right there that's cool <laughs> that's cool man looks like he's hurtling over a dude that's awesome that's a cool card rather have that card all day okay Let's see. Joseph says he's concerned that the downtowns are not as scarce as they say they are. I've seen a lot of people pulling them from blasters and getting four or five a case of hobby sometimes. Wow, that's great insight. So plus you have regular honors downtowns and you have optic downtowns. And Optic has also come out with like the Rookie Kings, which I like. I like the Rookie Kings uh, insert this year, Casey insert, better than the downtowns. Uh, so, yeah, there's another notch in the belt of the kaboom right there. Top three guys to try and move before Sunday. Well, the obvious one is going to be Kenny Pickett, Buffalo Bills, very easily feast on him. Uh, if you've got Bailey Zappi, there's picking up a lot of, of hype right uh, already. There's there's another one, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Sell Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, he literally, his efficiency is terrible, yet he's getting a lot of touchdowns. He's a top 10 RB right now. If you can, and people are willing to buy the, the CEH cards at a profit, go ahead and liquidate those as well. So there's three for you right there. I would say those are three of the, the top, right off the top of my head. All right, so this was Bobby Deer. When listing a card for buy it now, what should be the price I listed for? Like 2X what you bought it for, example, $5 over what you bought it. What is it? some good well you know this there's a lot of um critical thinking that goes into this like who's the player what's the card you know and then how much did you pay for it and kind of what's the forecast for that what's the upcoming performance driven events that um could kind of fluctuate that price so for example like we talked about the jalen hurts prism right we're listing that higher we're listing that at more than 2x what we paid for it and uh, we're trying to squeeze the most out of that we can. Uh, whereas, for example, if you got a Russell Wilson prism right now, you're literally trying to break even and get out of that. It's not always about, you know, making a profit. Um, I've got a mail day coming out later today of a player that I am concerned about, skill position player that is uh, borderline or, or probably a lock for the Hall of Fame and still playing, uh, but definitely concerned about him. And, uh, you know, it's there's a lot of critical thinking that goes into whether you want to break even on a card and just move it and like recoup 
what you and just because also it's fun to buy cards right so you want to like circulate the funds and then you get to buy a new card and stuff so a lot of times you know it's if, if it's a more common card then i'm okay with only making a few dollars and kind of moving the card in an attempt to circulate that back in and snowball that into a bigger card so take that into account whenever you're listing your card for a buy it now um, also kind of you know, look at what that player and everything they're doing. If you bought it for, for example, you bought a Gabriel Davis optic hollow for $5, be okay listing that for $20. That's 4X what you paid for it, but it's still a very reasonable price. You could still list that at $19.99 with a plain white envelope. So you now have your shipping at a dollar. That makes that card very appetizing, very easy for someone to press the buy it now button on a Sunday. Take that into account. Also take into account like what on average do rookie ticket autos sell for? So let's take, for example, you've got a uh, 2021 rookie ticket auto, uh, Josh Palmer or something. You, you you bought this card in auction or maybe even a Pat Fryermuth who could be ascending with, um, with Kenny Pickett. You bought this card in auction for 10, 15 bucks, like the, the smart thing to do is look at what the rookie ticket autos for the draft class are kind of selling for on average, understanding that people on a Sunday from a good performance will spend 30 to $60 uh, kind of on a whim, like off of a reactionary thing based on what they see happen on TV on the field. So understanding that, then you go, okay, this is perfect. I'm going to list the card at $34, 30, uh, $39.95 and accept offers you know, probably at like 90% of that. Um, and that that kind of puts you in that sweet spot. You take good photos, good lighting, one touch, the whole nine yards. And now all of a sudden you're, you're, you're sitting in a really nice sweet spot for someone who wants to get it now, wants to buy it now. So it's just understanding like what uh, that type of card it sells for. And then how young is that player? Like the older they are, the more inclined I am to just break even, right? and not take such a big profit, not trying and hold out because um, there's going to be a lot of future windows for them to spike in hype, just like we're talking about Jerry Judy. Um, whereas if on the other hand, the older they are, the fewer performance driven events they have in their future to really drive that hype. And the less, the more that they underperform, the less that they perform, the more the hobby is going to move off of them and kind of write them off altogether. So, you know, for a prime example is Sam Darnold. Like there's a potential that Sam Darnold could get the starting job back over Baker Mayfield with how bad Baker Mayfield has played so far this season. Uh, Sam Darnold, though, luckily is still on IR, but down the stretch in the season here, he could come back. Well, he's not going to, his cards aren't going to be popping off from his comeback. You know, it's going to take, and they're not even going to be popping off from one good game. Even if he comes back and plays like he did at the beginning of last season, they're not going to pop off at, at that rate. You're literally at that point looking to break even on that card, and you're, you're going to need him to string together five, six wins in a row with good performances now for the hobby to finally come back and say, okay, 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 I'm, I'm going to get back on this guy. This is the same thing we're seeing with Daniel Jones. Like Daniel Jones isn't playing great. He's playing decent. He's also, though, uh, the, the the Giants as a whole are three and one. They're doing good. Saquon is the, the focal point there. But I haven't, like, 
you look at the market of of Daniel Jones, it just hasn't uh, it hasn't gone up at the rate of what we would like. So it's one of those situations where if you've got Daniel Jones and you 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 understand that the Giants are three and one. And looking back at his career, he may be younger, but he's also a quarterback that's uh, on a team that declined his fifth-year option, and he's kind of scrambling to to get a contract somewhere, a starting contract somewhere next year. And, uh, you know, you kind of want to just break even. Like, you can see the trend on the Prism, which is most popular card, still down 10%, but there's volume. There's buy it now is at 30 auctions at 35 so there's an auction at 43 from october 2nd so this kind of card like you know if i bought it for 20 i'm really just trying to sell it for like 30 35 i'm not expecting a massive upside here on this card because understanding that uh they're still clearly behind the eagles clearly behind the cowboys in the same division i still think their path for the playoffs is not great and uh, the, the season-long trajectory, Daniel Jones could easily end up a backup somewhere next year. But right now, he's getting a little bit of hype. I could break even on this card. Get out. Get out while I can. You know, some people may have more personal collection. Now, if you're a Giants fan, he's got personal collection value to you. Now, all of a sudden, you tend to hold on a little bit longer. So you kind of have to take all those, those factors into consideration when kind of determining what to, um, what to sell your cards for. Line, you know, one of my one of my more expensive cards, I'd say my most valuable card is my Mike Evans card that I got from uh, perpetually faded by the end of this year. This card's going to be worth uh way. What's up, Randy Ramsey? A long time no see, man. Um, <laughs> Shot coming in late with the Broncos. Yeah, man, you have to rewind the film. So one of my most expensive cards is definitely this mike evans right here guys because i got this from uh perpetually faded man uh trent is the man uh i've got this he gave me a really good deal on this card because he knows i'm such a big bucks fan you can't hardly see but this is numbered 11 out of 35 these cards are very rare prism 2014 you know red prism nfl shield rookie card there autograph mike evans this card is probably worth you know, card's probably worth four or five hundred dollars. The other one is up there. It's a Walter Payton uh, rookie card, PSA four, nineteen seventy six. And so that's a that's a very interesting conversation because it's a vintage card. It's graded, and you would think, man, I probably have made money on that card, but I bought that. Oh man, I bought that probably sometime. Uh, 2020 September October when uh, I was kind of looking at the the charts and stuff maybe maybe closer to the end of the 2020 season uh, but I bought that for 350 dollars haven't made a dime on it there's no performance driven events that are causing Walter Payton cards to go up he just kind of ebbs and flows with the hobby as a whole uh, statistically speaking he's arguably the best uh, running back to ever play if you look at his stats and uh and all that but um in terms of like explosiveness and just the most fun to watch and highlights it's probably barry sanders but if you look at just the statistics uh walter payton is at the the top of that leaderboard so you know it's 
that's one of the cards that I've got. Haven't made any money on it though, because there's no there's no performance driven events that are really hyping that card up uh, to for him his value as a whole to go up or down. So um, that's why I think you you have a lot more opportunities to make money on modern active players, the younger players. That is where you're seeing the most volatility, the most opportunity to make a good profit. So there's a couple uh, of my, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a long-term hold. It's kind of like one of those things. It's where it's like a, a notch in my belt as a uh, football card uh, collector as a whole, you know, kind of thing. Just like my Steve Young right there on the end, my Steve Young rookie card from 1986 tops. I got to get a Jerry Rice, you know, I do. Um, so, you know, eventually we'll have, we'll have more cards just like that, that, you know, they're not really, uh, going, there's no events that are going to really drive the values of that card up, uh, like crazy, you know, it's just going to kind of ebb and flow, but at the same time, it's, it's, uh, one of those kind of more grail cards, older cards. All right, the best way to research a set Lions fan is go to www.tcdb.com, tradingcarddatabase.com. You can go in there, type in 1998 Fleer, uh, sort by the sport, and it'll show you every single card in that set. Uh, Plus, a lot of them have pictures uh, and then links to eBay and all that kind of stuff. That's your your database, tcdb.com. That's the spot, man. That's the spot. Yeah, Barry, Barry, his highlight reel is just insane, insane. Do you have any Playmakers Theater? I Barry, but prices are all up. No, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm mostly uh, focused on the the ultra modern cards uh, because I play a lot of fantasy football, guys. So you know, we talked about the upcoming slate this weekend and how a lot of people are on this uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Arizona game, but I'm actually looking more like so. Detroit is one obviously defense that you want to attack, but they're playing the Patriots this weekend with Bailey Zappi as quarterback, most likely not not fully confirmed. So expect there to be some additional hype for Bailey Zappi once that is confirmed. But uh, you know the Patriots have a good defense any given week. Uh, Jack Jones, their rookie there, has been playing really good. Uh, he's kind of like a highlight of their defense. But the Patriots, Bill Belichick is such a good defensive coach, minded coach. Uh, and think about this. Matt Patricia, the former head coach of the Lions, this is a bit of a, a, a revenge game here for the Lions. So that's an interesting game to attack because the Lions offense is so good. And I think they'll get St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown back. The game I really like to attack is the Falcons at the Bucks. I don't think we see Desmond Ritter this week. but but uh, check out the article that I wrote this morning over at patreon.com slash football cards. Uh, if you want to find out more about that whole situation, in-depth research on, on that whole situation, plus a, a bunch of particular listings on eBay down in the weeds, you know, assisting guys finding those ideal listings that maximize profit and return on investment. Uh, in the current market, which is it's it's actionable, it's immediate advice down in the weeds. Check that out. It's in the description down uh, down below, or just type in Patreon.com/slash/footballcards. I also like this Jags Texans matchup. Uh, you know that one's juicy for the Jags, but I what I, what I want to look at is like okay, 
are any of these games that can really like blow out of the water on the main slate? Uh, the Dolphins at the Jets has sneaky upside because I think a lot of the field is maybe moving off of the Dolphins because Tua is still out and you have Teddy Bridgewater and people are like, meh, on Teddy Bridgewater. But I think Mike McDaniels is still going to be aggressive and he's still going to utilize Teddy Bridgewater. Think about what Tua was doing so good. Mike McDaniels was scheming Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill in these short and intermediate sectors of the field in open space. And, and letting it rip. And I think that's exactly what he's going to do with Teddy. Teddy can make those passes. Teddy made a good deep uh, deep pass to uh, Tyreek um, whenever two was out that Thursday night game. So expect, you know, Teddy can, can handle most of this work. And it's not to say that I'd be investing in, um, in Teddy in this game. If anything, I'd maybe put a couple of flyers in on Skylar Thompson. If anything happens to Teddy or he just underperforms to the point where they're forced to put in the rookie, Skylar Thompson. But, you know, this is a game that has sneaky shootout potential from a daily fantasy standpoint that I think a lot of the field's not going to be on. Uh, so there are players from this game that I am looking to actively invest in. It's on the Jets side, right? You got Zach Wilson back now, but I I love the market size in the New York Jets. I love the rookie factor, the fear of missing out factor that can drive. And so the 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 lowest known guy, the lowest rookie card value guy on the Jets is Brees Hall, man. He's taken over that backfield. He's got true bell cow potential, guys. And the usage has gone up and up in terms of snap share, in terms of opportunities, in terms of targets. He is taking over. Uh, and there's, it's only a matter of time before we get one of these 150, 200 yard games from Brees Hall with a couple touchdowns and he's all over sports center, all over the highlights NFL network and his rookie card values shoot up a hundred percent or more because he's a rookie. Uh, he's a rookie and he's on a massive market team that gets a ton of media scrutiny. If you look at the geographical map and just in terms of population per square mile the jets have the most dense population out of any team in the nfl so there's that factor uh, driving the decision as well so whereas i'm gonna have to pay up to get into tyree kill Jalen waddle and with no two of there and them now being three and one i'd rather invest in a rookie that I can get at half the, the cost of some of these other rookies. Like currently, you know, I just showed you the $100 pen pals for Chris Olave. Well, I can get a $50 one for Brees Hall. Same thing with Garrett Wilson, who's Chris Olave's kind of twin there. And looking at the difference between Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, there's almost a, a one to two difference there as well. About a 50% discount on Brees Hall compared to that. So I'm looking at Brees Hall going for about the same as like a Jahan Dotson on the Commanders, who is a very much floundering team right now that you want to get out of and just kind of break even because he's also got target competition with Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, who they really like. So his path to breakout success is even more difficult now. And a lot of the success he's had early in the season have been based on the touchdowns that he's been lucky to get. He is a good receiver. But at the same time, he's not getting the target share to really drive a breakout success. And then you got Carson Wentz playing below average quarterback. There's just so much youth and volatility in that Jets offense that we could see a situation here where we have a massive explosion. So 
those are the opportunities that I want to attack whenever I'm looking and comparing uh, the slate from a DFS standpoint to the to the slate from a rookie card investment standpoint. Like another guy that has dipped a lot that I'm looking at this slate is the Giants versus the Packers. I know the Packers want to play slow. There's only a 41-point over-under. The Giants are going to try and control the pace with Saquon Barkley and playing good defense and putting pressure on Aaron Rodgers. So you know that A.J. Dillon is going to get his carries, but his efficiency has been bad. But it's he's too good of a player and too young of a player to not have uh, some of those big games. And we know the Packers and the NFC North are likely in the playoffs. Uh, they have an above average defense. Their defense is playing good too. So there's only a matter of time before we get one of these massive games from the Packers. And this game's in London. It's on an island in terms of the time it's being played. There's all the, everybody's going to be watching that game only. So you have a lot of potential there for there to be focused, you know, observation on the performance of these guys. And so my favorite target would be A.J. Dillon, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, Christian Watson is being very, used in a very small capacity, more like a gadget-style role. So your targets there are really like Romeo Dobbs, A.J. Dillon, driving that fear of missing out. So you, you then go and see if you can find something in auction, more particularly A.J. Dillon, because he's got hobby relevance, He's active in the hobby, hobby enthusiasts. He's got eight of Dylan's deals, so he actively deals in football cards, talks about him, and still very young, very explosive, very powerful runner, just hasn't converted. The scores hasn't put up the big performances, but it's coming. It's out there. It's lurking in the shadows, and you love the market size and everything about the Green Bay Packers. So there's, there's that. The Chargers-Browns on the slate this weekend has a really high scoring potential. The Chargers-Brown last year, I was looking at this earlier this week, the Chargers-Brown last year um, when they played each other was one of the, it was like a, they put, it was like a 41 to 35 game. And if you remember, it's when Mike Williams had that big breakout game. Mike Williams put up a ton of fantasy points. So did uh, Justin Herbert in this game and Nick Chubb put up a lot of uh, points on his side. So that game has potential, although if, and it's currently a 48 point over under. So it's one of the higher point totals on the slate. Um, the, the Browns definitely want to run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I'm not, I can't buy into Nick Chubb right now because his stock has gone up so much like he is one of the best running backs in the league right now besides Saquon. So, um, you know, the, the, the market has shifted away from Jonathan Taylor, unfortunately underperformed injuries, lack of offensive line performance from the Colts, the whole nine yards, Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers are floundering. People aren't necessarily getting into him either. There's still a lot of demand for Derek Henry on the, uh, on the Titans. And then you still got some demand for Austin Eckler, but a lot of demand has shifted to Nick Chubb and primarily Saquon Barkley. So I look at this Browns-Chargers game as another spot of, of investment value because I look at two teams that are definitely going to be relevant coming down the stretch. You also have a, a hype-driven event of getting Deshaun Watson back, you know, week 13. Jacoby Brissett hasn't played bad, but you get Deshaun Watson back. That could open things up even more for, for Nick Chubb. 
And uh, it's it's tough, but you can potentially find some Nick Chubb stuff in auction. They did just lose last week, so that's kind of the weekly volatility that you can potentially find in the market. You know, after a team loses, you can see here there's still a 10% increase in his base prism, but the base the optic is down. So I kind of look at the pop 326 on his prism PSA 10 versus the optic at 231. For everything that I've seen, the 2018 Optic is more rare than the Prism from 2018. Now, the Prism Silver is more rare than the Optic Hollow, uh, and that's kind of where it where it differentiates. But just the Optic in general is more rare, has fewer variations in 2018. They're back. Bobby says they're back, the, uh, the little bots here. All right, block that, block that bot. Sam Howell is another one. So this guy had flashes of brilliance in the preseason. This is where, you know, and we talked about uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and the Jets. This is another example of where a rookie element of a player that had flashes of brilliance in the preseason, this guy's got rushing upside. He was aggressive. He was throwing the ball with intention and accuracy. Um, you know, for, for uh, pretty good for a rookie, man. And of course, this was preseason, so he was playing against some, some, uh, you know, second, potentially third string defense. But you know, a lot of the hobby doesn't care about that. He's a rookie, man. Uh, and and so there is potential investment there, just because you can get them for so cheap. If go and look, and if you if you're seeing a, um, a Sam Howell pen pals black ink go for twenty five dollars compared to a Bailey Zappi going for a hundred dollars, or the Malik Willis going for a hundred, or the Desmond Ritter going for a hundred, or the the Kenny Pickett going for three hundred. Now you can get the Sam Howell for twenty five. You can at least make fifty sixty dollars from that card. Sell it for like seventy seventy five bucks. Like you know, he's one snap away from. A Carson Wentz injury, uh, or Carson Wentz is playing so bad that they finally bench him and and put in the rookie. And it's not going to be Taylor Heineke. They're, they're not going back to Taylor Heineke. He's now going to be third string. Sam Howell has definitely leaped him on the depth chart. Uh, Taylor Heineke played bad in the preseason. He played really bad last year. So they're not going to go back to that well to give them the best shot of winning games. They're going to go to Sam Howell, the rookie, and that is going to drive a significant amount of demand uh, so nice, nice little call there, Andrew Perry. Big dip on Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think we, I think we touched on him Tuesday night. There's a big dip on Kyle Pitts cards right now. Coming into the season, uh, Kyle Pitts was one of my top ranked tight ends. Man, I had Kyle Pitts. Like if I go and look at my hype index rankings, where I take into fact the team score, the age score. Everything that really drives hype for a player, if and, and I go and sort by my week one rankings, Kyle Pitts was my number fourth ranked, number five, number five ranked tight end. And, and really what was holding him back was the team score, the Atlanta Falcons. Now they have gone up a little bit, like they've gone up a little bit, but they're still, uh, they're still not like high. Like for example, the team score of, the Chiefs is a 10. The team score of the San Francisco 49ers is a 10. The team score of the Atlanta Falcons is a 5. Uh, now, that is up from where they came into the season at 4.5, but 
it, it, this this takes into account their Vegas odds, their power rankings, and the fan base or the popularity of the team. And that that looks at trackalytics.com. You can look at how many people are following them on social media. So Kyle Pitts came into the season my number five tight end, and now he's way down there. Let's see. If I were to go and look at where Kyle Pitts was at now, and I think you'll be able to get some pretty cheap Kyle Pitts cards. Yeah, he's now my tight end number 44. He's gone all the way down, and now he's apparently limited in practice. I know he's a little banged up this week. And sure, there is a big boom game in the future for Kyle Pitts. He's also this incredible generational tight end talent who's going to be in the league for a long time. And uh, I I think Kyle Pitts is a good buy right now, buy in the dip. I'm sure you could find his cards in auction. Stock the auction. People listening buy it now are most likely the one area you can find good buy it now listings is go newly listed. Look at what's newly listed because there could be someone that just ripped a Kyle Pitts out of a pack and is looking at what they're selling for now and listing them based on the comps right now. And uh, you could find some buy it nows newly listed that are very cheap. The the other the other best thing to do is stalk them in auction. Like be selective. Understand they've got a very difficult schedule of the next four weeks, and you could potentially get those at a great discount in auction. <laughs> well, well, well. Forty one says. Conspiracy theory. Walmart is tired of Amazon stealing their customers, so own ownership made a call downstairs for us to make the game suck so it would cost Amazon money. Mystery solved. Oh, he's talking about the Thursday night game. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that's one That's one conspiracy theory. Hey, I appreciate that, Billy T. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you, Billy. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and Kyle Pitts is killing me in my dynasty league. He's killing me in my fantasy leagues. The only thing that is uh, good for Kyle Pitts is that we can buy <laughs> into his cards low right now, just based on his athletic ability. And, uh, you know, we're, we're hopeful that we get uh, some Desmond Ritter here in the next four or five weeks. So... Let's see. I think I've I think I pretty much hit on everything. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I did have a couple more questions. Like Chris K asked me about my thoughts on Chubba Hubbard. I mean, Chris McCaffrey's stock is down, and he's actually finally, you know, getting his opportunities. And it's just one of those things where the Panthers stock as a whole is down so much right now. They're they're playing bad, guys. Um, so look at the Panthers. I always love I love to go to football outsiders here and look at the DVOA rankings, which is basically just like a, a calculus derivative. And I'm probably not even saying that right, guys. So it's been a long time since I took calculus in, in college, but it's basically looking at how good teams are doing in certain facets compared to the norm, compared to the average team. Right. So. It's kind of like the whole EPA ranking right now. Uh, the Panthers are not good, man. They're, they're towards the bottom of the league. Offense, they're off. Their offense is ranked 31st offensive ranking, uh, 31st DVOA total DVOA 28. So 28th amongst 32, not good at all. 
Uh, the defense is actually 12th. So the defense is playing just right, right around average. Uh, 12th is right around average compared to the league. So not bad uh, in terms of defense, but the offense is playing bad. And that is captained by Baker Mayfield. So don't expect the stock of Chubba Hubbard. Like that's a super deep sleeper. I get it. If you can get a gold autograph card out of 10 for like, 10 15 dollars okay but i didn't really wasn't impressed by chubba hubbard last year whenever he got a lot of run when christian mccaffrey was out just the the film test the eye test on him wasn't great the advanced efficiency metrics on him wasn't great so i'm like ah nah he's just a he's just a guy that is going to rely a lot on the supporting cast like the run blocking efficiency of the line and it's not a guy that i'm i'm Plus, you know, division rivals. So there's no PC value there to me at all. It would be purely from an investment standpoint. And why buy Chubba Hubbard when I could buy DJ Moore right now for uh, really cheap? And he's still super young and just so much better, of, uh, you know, from an athletic standpoint in, uh, in his position at, at wide receiver. So that would be my play, like my buy low there for the Panthers. And that's, that's it, dude. That is... That is it. So let me see what else I got here. From uh, yeah, pizza. Pizza is a first time get, picking up the hobby in thirty years. So shout out for pizza for getting back in. Welcome to the quest. How does the money work with buyer and seller? And I was like, dude, got to get PayPal. eBay takes care of that. But PayPal, if you're making transactions through Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, uh, PayPal offers. You know the. Um, if you use the goods and services, they offer buyer protection. So definitely want to get PayPal and and also being able to accept money from people. If you're not using like uh, Venmo or uh, Cash App or one of these other ones, PayPal is definitely a clutch uh, web app that you wanna that you wanna use there. And Thomas Moreno three days ago on YouTube said, do you know if you can sell on eBay with just a phone? And of course you can. Yeah, you get the eBay app on your phone and you're off to the races. You can do everything from your phone. Now I'll say it's a lot less efficient. You're going to spend a lot of a lot of extra time and uh, put some more strain on your brain staring at a little phone screen, you know, going through those listings. You can mow through listings on the web app, on your computer, set them up, and then boom finish them off on your phone. I love that. So <laughs> Joseph London with the hot take. Let's go. Let's go. Wait, but don't do it so fast, right? Don't do it so fast. Give me a chance to buy more Raider cards. All right, guys. I uh, appreciate uh, Joseph London said, can you phone a friend down here and uh, down there in Florida and get the bucks to take out Mariota so we can get some Raider. We're, we're coming for him, man. Devin White's coming for him. I appreciate you, Billy. Andrew, Derek, Joseph, Bobby. Opinion on the Jonathan Taylor trade in the short print bowl. So quick, uh, Bobby wants me to give a quick update on our fantasy football leagues here. Let's look at it. Let's look at the fantasy football leagues real quick on sleeper. Short print bowl. Let's see. Short print bowl. All right, let's see the trade. Trade was completed. Whoa, big trade here, man. All right, so Scaladesi gets Deontay Johnson and J.K. Dobbins for Jonathan Taylor. Wow, so Aaron Rodgers picks up Jonathan Taylor for J.K. Dobbins and Deontay Johnson. 
that's a big trade, man. Um, I mean, it's 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 pretty fair. There's a lot of upside though in J.K. Dobbins. Honestly, Scaladesi comes out better in this trade just because he gets a. It, it'll be interesting to see because Deontay Johnson has typically been the target share leader, the air yards leader for Pittsburgh. But it's clear that Pickett has this chemistry and this connection with Pickens. There's this whole Pickett to Pickens thing. So it'll be interesting to see like what happens this weekend in a very pressure-packed um, situation against a very good Buffalo defense. And then J.K. Dobbins now, you know, a lot of the what buoyed his fantasy value last week were the touchdowns, but there's going to be a lot of red zone opportunities for Dobbins because the Ravens are going to be in the red zone a lot. Uh, their offense is very good, very explosive. And you're not going to get a ton of like between the twenties carries from Dobbins. You're, but I was I'm impressed so far. Excuse me with the usage of Dobbins. They definitely want him to be their lead back. They they really don't have any other good running backs in that backfield. So I think Scaladesi definitely came away a, a winner in this trade. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is gonna. They're gonna. They gotta. They got to bring it, pull it together, man. But a lot of offensive line issues in Indianapolis. Now you've got ankle issues with Jonathan Taylor. So in the short term, Scaladesi definitely wins this trade, in my opinion. But it's close. Uh, it's close. And Jonathan Taylor has the potential to definitely um, turn it around if they can get their offensive line figured out. All right. All right, guys. I got to run. It's been a pleasure. I've had a blast hanging out with you guys this morning. So if you like this content, make sure you hit that like button and uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel and tune in later. I plan to do a mail opening later this afternoon. I've got like five or six packages over here that I need to open up, go through, take the photos, catalog them. But of course, I document all that stuff for you guys on the quest. Let's go. Let's dig in. I'll see you there. Peace.